0: Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea, get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your girl loving tea, spin all this hot tea on these podcast streets. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea, Fun tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this Sunday. Hope you guys are doing good and feeling blessed to be alive. Now, I wanted to come on here and talk about the Tyree Nichols situation. Um, I have been hearing about Tyree Nichols off and on for about the past 12, 13 days. Um, This is a situation that took place in Memphis, And at that time, people were starting to protest. They were speaking on this. And they were demanding that the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations launch an internal investigation into what happened to Tyree. All his family was left with was his body in the hospital, beaten and bruised. And so they wanted answers. And people had been protesting you know, for a while now concerning his traffic stop. So I want to take you guys back to two weeks ago when they first started talking about this situation. I want you guys to go ahead and check this out. In Memphis, Tennessee, there was another day of protests over the death of a 29-year-old man who died
1: following a traffic stop. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation has launched a use-of-force investigation, and the family is demanding police body cam video be released immediately. CBS's Elise Preston reports.
2: I am
3: a man. Yeah, was a man. Tonight, demands for answers in the in police custody death of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols are growing louder. This man should be with his family. Nichols died January 10th, three days after his family believes he was beaten by police during a traffic stop. Memphis police are releasing few details, but they say that on the night of January 7th, officers attempted to pull the car over which led to two confrontations the second after the driver tried to flee once under arrest police said the suspect complained of shortness of breath and was taken to the hospital by ambulance the initial statement did not indicate force was used this photo provided by Nichols's stepfather shows Tyree in his hospital bed badly bruised it's just feel unreal. Nichols' family is demanding police body cam footage be released immediately.
4: We want justice. We want the officers to be charged with murder.
3: We
5: don't want them to just get fired.
3: And they've hired civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump to represent them. Well, The family still don't have the answers. Nobody should die from a simple traffic stop. Now, it's not clear how many officers were involved. The police chief says those officers face an internal investigation concerning policy violations. The mayor says the city is
0: prepared to take action based on those findings. All right, so you guys just saw that video. And now, you know, they finally got what they had been requesting. And this past Friday, the body cam footage was put out to the public and it was extremely disturbing. Very, very heartbreaking to just watch it and to listen to the way that these officers were talking to him was beyond sickening. Well, now it's been announced today that the Memphis police are deactivating the Scorpion unit. That is the unit that these five police officers belong to. And that was a unit that was basically put out there to help with community policing. Um, A lot of these guys drove undercover cars, they didn't dress in police uniforms, they were supposed to kind of blend in with some of the toughest areas in Memphis and help bring down the crime rate, because the murder rate in Memphis and, you know, in other cities have just been out of control, but we've been talking about Memphis off and on, you know, on the podcast, so it's really disturbing that these guys were basically hired to work this unit um, to bring safety to the community and in return, they were just as sluggish as the people that they were after. So go ahead and check this video out.
1: Good evening. There is breaking news from Memphis. Today the city's police department said it would shut down the crime fighting unit that included officers charged in the death of Tyree Nichols. The so-called Scorpion unit had a reputation for using aggressive tactics. Those officers now fired faced second-degree murder and other charges in the death of the 29-year-old following his violent arrest earlier this month. Today, people in Memphis turned out to demonstrate after videos were released showing Nichols' anguish as officers hit him with a baton and repeatedly punched, kicked, and pepper sprayed him. In a tweet today, former President Barack Obama described those actions as, quote, vicious and unjustified, and a painful reminder of how far America still has to go in fixing how we police our streets. CBS's Elise Preston is in Memphis tonight and leads us off. Elise, good evening.
3: Good evening to you, Adriana. There are still a few protesters here, but the weather has largely stopped people from coming out, despite the outpouring of grief following the release of the video. We have to warn you, some of this footage is disturbing. I didn't do anything. Pain and protest over newly released videos showing Memphis police officers beating Tyree Nichols. The police chief told CBS's Jeff Pegues she questions the reason officers gave for pulling Nichols over in the first place, alleged reckless driving.
1: And it's very puzzling for
3: me that I don't have the information that I need to at least understand what started this. Today G.A. Hardaway, who represents Memphis in the Tennessee Legislature, is demanding more transparency from the police chief about the so-called Scorpion Police Unit the officers were a part of.
2: Who decided that we needed a Scorpion unit with that kind of uh, leeway, with just a wild, wild west attitude.
3: The police chief says the Scorpion unit had three teams of about a few dozen street officers who targeted violent offenders in high crime areas. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to the economist podcast plus the economist is independent journalism for independent thinking go to economist.com and
0: get your first month
3: free Today, the memphis police department announced it's now deactivated the unit memphis police say other officers are also under investigation two shelby county deputies have been relieved of duty without pay while their conduct is investigated and Memphis Fire Department has done the same with two of its employees. Nichols's family says anyone on scene that night should be charged with something. But there were other officers that you saw and they did nothing to help. Mm-hmm, exactly. Do you want those officers to be charged as well?
5: Yes, I do. You saw them all walking around while my son was on the
0: ground. You know, that's a dereliction of duty.
3: Nichols, a 29-year-old father and FedEx worker, died in the hospital three days after the violent beating. No the release of the video brought hundreds of Memphis protesters out to streets Friday night. Many marched to I-55 and for hours blocked the bridge connecting Memphis to Arkansas. Protesters were out again today. I care about the city and I care about the people here.
1: Something like this should never happen to anybody. About- Elise, thank you for your tireless reporting there. Today, some Democratic lawmakers in Memphis held a press conference calling for new legislation after seeing the video. What did they say?
3: Well, they are looking at more mental health evaluations for officers, more implicit bias training, and they want to see an effort to to stop fired officers from being hired by other departments. Those lawmakers, Adriana, say that bills could be
0: proposed as early as next week.
1: Elise Preston. Thank you.
0: All right. So you guys just saw that video. And um, I think it's a good gesture. I think it's good that they're disbanding that um, special unit. But there's a lot of nuances to this case. Like I said, the case is extremely disturbing. Now, one thing I have noticed with this entire situation um, that's very different is that, okay, these cops were all black. And what's very interesting to me is that when it is black police officers, um, they tend to be fired quicker. They tend to be charged quicker. Now, as you guys know, I'm from the Twin Cities, so we deal with a lot of police issues that have gone national here. And one of the stories that went national back in 2016 had to do with a Somali officer his name was Muhammad Noor, and basically he was arrested and convicted, a third-degree murder. Um, if you guys remember, he had fatally accidentally shot Justine Damon. She was a 40-year-old um, Australian citizen, and she was living here in the Twin Cities. There was something going on in the alley. She was kind of scared. She called the police to help her investigate. They pull up. They get frightened by her. Nora pulls out his gun. He accidentally shoots her, and she passes away, unfortunately. He was quickly charged and sentenced. He ended up getting 12 years for the murder. And that was, like, really the first time in, you know, Minnesota history, just I think in American history, really, that a cop had been charged like that. And so it was so unique because, again, it was a black officer killing a white woman. But they gave him the 12 years. Then they went back about seven months ago, because he has been in prison for about five years. And they determined that he was overly charged, because they went super hard on him, I think, because he was a black officer. He was overly charged. And now he has been let out. They reduced it down from 12 years to five, which means that he would have got time served. So now he's out. So it. Definitely goes to show you that they treat black cops differently than they treat white cops. I always find it interesting that when it's black involved officers, it seems like things move a lot quicker through the criminal justice system. Whereas when it's white officers, when it's a white officer and the, you know, the victim is black, it seems more of a hold up. And I even noticed the commentary is very different as well. There's not a whole lot of sympathy for these cops. Not that there should be any at all, because these cops are, they deserve everything that they're going to get. What I'm saying is that I'm just watching the dynamics, right? And I remember when it was Darren Wilson with the Mike Brown situation, there were GoFundMes. There was like a blue wall of silence around Darren Wilson. A lot of cops had his back, um... Even here with the George Floyd situation, you still had a lot of people who sympathize with Derek Chauvin. Um, They even tried to start GoFundMes for him, and those were shut down. Now, I find it very interesting, though, that now that it's black officers, oh, everybody's on board. These guys were violent thugs. They're horrible. They need to be locked up put them in prison for the rest of their lives. So I, it's just very interesting to me because, again, remember, um, the young man I went to school with, Philando Castile, remember he was shot and killed by Genario Yanez um, back in July of 2016, and Officer Yanez was acquitted of second-degree murder. So he got off. I just find it interesting that, you know, before the Derek Chauvin situation When victims were black and the officers were of a different race, they tended to get off. I think with the Derek Chauvin, he's a diamond in the rough because that case sparked global outrage. It sparked so many riots. And I think the Twin Cities and, you know, many cities were scared that if they did not convict them, It would be another set of riots. So they were willing to sacrifice that one cop. But most of these cops usually get off. You know, Darren Wilson, um, you know, you can name a few throughout the years. They usually get off. Interestingly enough, the Derek Chauvin situation is not the norm. That's the anomaly. So now we have five black cops, and I find it interesting how they were charged. They were fired. Um, The police chief, she shamed them. She went in on them. And I'm thinking to myself, if this can happen to five black officers, why is this same energy not used when it's white officers involved? You know, and this is what a lot of black police officers need to understand, okay? At the end of the day, you're black first, okay? The blue wall of silence does not care about you. There will be no GoFundMes. There will be no Indiegogos. They will not be bringing your families. They will not be bringing your family fruit baskets, Bojangles, Popeye's chicken dinners. None of that will happen for these five black men. Everybody's on board with y'all getting locked up. So you guys thought because you were given a gun, a badge, and a uniform, that somehow that meant that you were less black. And that you were above the law and, that, and you could behave in the same way as your white counterparts. And you're finding out now that fat meat is greasy. And that you guys are being thrown under the bus, as you should, by your department and these same people who would normally have all types of excuses when white officers are involved in bullshit. Okay? Today's show sponsor is Chime. So what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking your credit score? <laughs> I doubt it. At CHIME, that's exactly what they do. With their secure CHIME credit builder Visa credit card, you can start building your credit with your very own money. CHIME reports your payments to the credit bureaus to help you build your credit over time. Their members have seen an increase of 30 points on average, all of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So, if you want to start your credit journey with Chime, sign up takes only two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com forward slash sip slow. Once again, that's chime.com forward slash sip slow. The CHIME Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. pursuant to a license from Visa USA, CHIME checking account, and $200 qualification direct deposit required to apply for a secured CHIME Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact of score may vary, and some users' scores may not improve. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at money pass ATMs in 7-Elevens or any all point or visa plus alliance ATM. So now with that being said. The video to me was extremely disturbing. I could only imagine the pain that Tyree was going through. And to hear him once again calling for his mother was extremely heartbreaking. From what I'm hearing, he was calling for his mother because he was literally three blocks away from his mother's home. And he was hoping by some miracle, maybe his mother was outside and, you know, she might hear him. They might see the police lights. So he's literally in the video screaming for his mother a lot of things really confuse me with this video. They're saying that he was initially pulled over for a traffic stop. Maybe I'm tripping, but I'm not seeing the quote unquote traffic stop. When the video starts, I see a bunch of officers literally grabbing this man from behind the wheel of his car and throwing him to the ground. When I went out with my son the other day, my youngest son, he was driving, he has his license. And we got pulled over. We had, I guess, one of the headlights went out. So we got pulled over, random traffic stop. Uh, We talked to the cop, explained it must have just went out because it was working earlier. Very nice. Um, You know, and it was good because I was able to kind of teach my son how to handle the police, right? And um, what was very interesting is we weren't grabbed, we weren't thrown on the ground. We weren't talked too crazy. So I'm confused as to how if this is a random traffic stop. How did it go from you just randomly stopping somebody, you know, letting them know like, Hey, you were speeding or Hey, you have a headlight out to this man being grabbed and thrown on the ground. That is not a random traffic stop. That is a stop where maybe you, you you know, you were following the guy, you know, he's a drug dealer, you know, there's like 10 pounds of cocaine in the car. So now you're throwing him out. So that way he can't, you know, mess with the evidence, the actions for this random quote unquote traffic stop. They don't equal to me. It does not match up. Another thing I find very interesting because I love to research. And I know one of the things that people always look for is criminal records. Well, was Tyree a criminal? Did he have a long criminal record? Were they tired of seeing this man, you know, riding around the neighborhood, possibly doing dirt, and they just went crazy? Well, from everything I've researched, I have not been able to find any criminal record on Mr. Nichols. He's never been arrested. He wasn't a criminal. He wasn't somebody who was known to the police. So that's even more strange to me. You know, I can see a frustration possibly if it's like every month we're pulling over this guy for the same thing. Or once again, you're back in, you know, our booking station. Once again, we're having to arrest you. This wasn't the case with Tyree. Okay. So I find that very interesting. But do you know who does have a criminal past of accusations and lawsuits? One of the five officers does. Okay. There's an ex inmate. His name is Cordarius Sledge. And he basically made a post on Saturday saying that he could have been in Tyree's situation. Now, he's alleging that back in 2016, he filed a lawsuit against the Memphis cop Demetrius Haley, who's now 30. He said at that time he worked in corrections and he took part on a May 16th, 2015 beatdown inside the Shelby County Division of Corrections. He then goes on to say that an, that Haley and another officer punched him in the face during a search for a cell phone. He also accused a third guard of slamming him face first into a sink. He said, I had some contraband on I me and I was trying to flush it down the toilet, but they didn't follow protocol. He said Haley was the most vicious. Cordarius later on said that he got an apology from the prison warden But nothing from Haley, who later went to join the Memphis Police Department on August of 2020. He got a promotion from corrections officer to police officer. I didn't believe my damn eyes. Now they're saying in the the lawsuit filing that Haley denied in court papers that he assaulted Sledge. The lawsuit was later dismissed after Cordarius Sledge failed to provide the court with the requested information. So it's very interesting that in 2015, this officer was accused of using brutal force against an inmate in the prison, and he was later on promoted. And they said he didn't, you know, he failed to provide proof and documentation. So obviously that inmate was not lying back then because we see Demetrius Haley's behavior on camera. Another thing I want to address is I have been seeing people writing in comment sections. There has been discussions on different social media forums that allegedly Tyree was smashing one of the cops, girlfriends or wives. Again, I don't know how true that is. I don't know if Tyree was sleeping with one of the officer's wives, but I will say this. It did seem very, very, very personal as if Tyree knew one of the officers and, you know, started wanting to run away. Um, it also looked very personal from the time they pulled him over, the way they were talking to him. These officers sounded like straight up gangbanging thugs. And they sounded like they were going up against one of their ops. They didn't sound like professionals. They didn't sound like a representation of just law. They sounded like a representation of lawlessness. Okay? <laughs>
4: You get your ass blown the fuck off! Get out Get the fuck out the, cup. Get Dude, the, fuck out the fucking car. Damn,
5: I get didn't do anything. I hey, I didn't Turn your ass real. All right, all right, all right,
3: all right, all right. Hold the ground, hold the ground, Alright, All right, You don't do that, okay? Get on. Okay, okay, I'm
5: going right, right, right,
3: right, I'm on the ground. Tase I'm, on, I'm on the ground. Yes, Please tase.
5: tase On the ground. Stop. I think I tase you. Get on the ground. One, okay. now, and All right, all right. all right. I'm break your shit. Okay, dude, dang. Turn the fuck around. Put your fucking hands on
4: Bitch, put your hands on your back Okay, I'm oh, gonna oh, knock your ass the fuck okay, out. You guys are really doing a lot right now. Bro, lay down. Bro. I'm just trying to go hard. Man, if you don't lay down, no, I
5: am on the ground. You your
4: stomach. stomach.
5: I, I play am. Play I, play I play got knees. get
4: okay. the
5: fuck back. Stop! I'm not doing it.
1: Stay, stay
5: 38 Where it rains and Ross. Taser was deployed. Suspect is running down Ross. Young male, black, slim build, blue jeans, and a hoodie. Okay, Southbound on Ross,
3: where we last saw him. Okay, can it on him? What's up? up here. I got you.
5: All right, hang on, hang on. Okay, on Ready? Guys, All right, just straight. Okay. One of the prongs hit the bastard. <laughs> Your car is right in front of you. This is my car. I got my water. I'm All
2: right, hang on. Where's your
5: water? I can't
3: Where's see shit.
5: Okay, I got
0: you.
5: You got my Yeah. negative 2938 where are my damn glasses if you've just been joining us right now we're watching the first video that's been released by the city of memphis in the takedown the arrest and later brutal beating of Tyree Nichols. This is the first video. What we saw was the initial traffic stop. Police here said that they had pulled him over for reckless driving, but even the chief of police has said there was no evidence showing that he was driving recklessly. What we have taken away so far from these first critical moments is that Tyree Nichols, when he comes out of that car, is, it sounds like, incredibly afraid and incredibly confused. As police take him out and put him on the ground and attempt to tase him, handcuff him before he then runs away.
0: So people are claiming that he was with one of the officer's girlfriends. That's what they're saying. That's the rumor in the streets of Memphis. I haven't been able to prove that, but that's what people are saying, that that might be why it was so personal. They had also claimed that he had been pulled over before and they had spotted him driving recklessly the day before. But the police chief has come out and said that they reviewed all types of video. They reviewed body cam footage and there's no evidence of that. So they did not, you know, pull him over before and he has no criminal record. So I'm thinking this might be something really personal. Another thing I noticed that all of these officers were extremely out of shape Tyree was about, I believe, 5'11", 150 pounds, his mom said, and he also suffers from Crohn's disease. All of these officers were twice his size. And I think another thing that irritated them is that as they're trying to subdue him, they already had him subdued, but then they're yelling that he needs to turn over, but you're holding me down so I can't turn over, but okay, okay. Um, I think they also got really mad when he got scared and he jumped up and he started running. I think the fact that he didn't comply to their satisfaction, they felt like that was justification enough to beat, to beat him and torture him. And unfortunately he later on passed from those injuries. As I'm watching these guys chase this one man, you can hear them out of breath. They're upset. They can't keep up. So when they finally catch him, It's like they were so angry, they were so aggressive, they were so violent towards him because how dare you have us running and having to spray pepper spray and pull out tasers? How dare you have us, how dare you make us do extra work? But what they don't understand is that they sparked that fight or flight response in him because they were beating him, they were pepper spraying him. After a while, you're scared. You're like, I don't want to die here on the ground. I don't know what else to do. So, you know, that's what human beings do. You're either going to fight the police or you're going to jump up and run. That is human nature. You're either going to get jumped by this gang and and fight them to the best of your ability or you're going to run your ass down the street to try and get away. And I believe that's what it was. I don't think it was necessarily him not complying. At that point, he was really scared. And then they lie. If you listen to the audio, They're like happy. They're, you know, high fiving each other They're laughing about it. And, you know, they're even lying and saying, oh, he's high out his mind. He tried to grab my gun. That man was scared. I didn't see him personally reach for anything. I see him looking at his escape and jumping up and running off. You know, if he wanted their gun and he wanted to shoot them, I think we would have seen the tussle on camera. So, you know, the whole thing is just really sad that it got to this point. And then what's even more disturbing is that you have the EMS. They pull up and they don't even attempt to help him right away. They're literally watching all of this and they're not trying to put him on the stretcher. They're not providing him any aid for upwards of 10 minutes. And then it's like finally something kicked in. It's like, okay, well, I guess we might as well do our job. It's just really, really unnerving to see that people who are hired to serve and protect are not doing their job. And you can tell these cops they had no shame. They had no shame in anything they did. Like I said, they were high-fiving each other. They fist-bumped. They were really proud of their handiwork. That's why I feel like for some reason it was personal. And maybe they knew Tyree from... Other things. Like I said, I don't know about the whole girlfriend thing. That's the rumors on the street. But maybe they knew him from around the way. But to me, it just comes off really personal. And unfortunately, when you see groups like that, people tend to act in what we call group think, where they stop thinking for themselves, and they just start moving along with the group. So maybe one of the officers had beef with Tyree for whatever reason, but because it was a group of them, not one officer said, hey, let's stop. Hey, that's enough. Y'all chill out. They just kept going with this wolf pack mentality. Very disturbing video. Very disturbing. Now, another thing I want to hit on before I go is this. I also believe that what is causing a lot of this nonsense, um, and we're probably going to see more of this with the police forces is. Remember, I've been saying this now since 2020. A lot of decent cops. Yes, there are decent cops. I refuse for y'all to shame me and say that all police officers are bastards. They're all bad. Okay, well, if they're all bad when you're robbed or something happens to you, make sure you don't call 911. Handle it yourself. Okay. So no, I'm not one of those. I don't believe that all police officers are bad or they're all bastards. There's a lot of good police officers who are out here risking their lives every day to serve and protect and to look out for people. You know what I'm saying? Who, who need them? Okay. One of the things that I think is really affecting the police departments, because everybody keeps talking about training. We need better training. Then it was, oh, we need more black police officers because when they see black people, they can look at you like a brother or sister. Well, now we have these five killers, you know, so so much for brotherly love. Right. I think the real issue is since 2020, there has been this energy put out there. Right. The whole defund the police movement, F police, police are all bastards. We hate cops. So it's definitely brought down a lot of morale. Um, But if y'all don't understand, like I've been saying for the past few months, cops are quitting. A lot of people are quitting. Think about even in the private sector. Look how many people in the private sector are burnt out. You have post office workers quitting. You have waitresses quitting. You have people just going through stuff. They're burnt out and they're quitting their jobs. So if regular people who are dealing with the public, you know, waiters and waitresses and such, if they're getting burnt out, And they're facing staffing shortages. I mean, look how long the wait times are when you go out to eat, you know. So if they're going through these shortages, what do you guys think is happening to law enforcement? Since 2020, if you guys don't understand, good cops, a lot of decent cops have left the profession in droves. I have been saying this since 2020. I remember going to my friend's apartment in Minneapolis and they literally had flyers. In the elevator saying, do you want to be a cop? Please, come and apply. They were literally putting out posters. We need more police. Please apply. Okay? That's usually not how it's done. you usually go to the website. You're usually reaching out to them. They were literally reaching out to the community, begging for more police officers, because so many people left after the whole George Floyd situation. Because a lot of cops just feel like it's not worth it. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to take somebody's life. I don't want my life ruined, my family's life ruined. So a lot of cops left here in the Twin Cities. And because we have a shortage of cops, that caused the crime rate to, like, just sky high. And that's what's happened all over this nation, from Philly to Memphis to Atlanta to L.A. Cops are quitting, and it's getting harder and harder to replace them. So what's happening now is because so many seasoned, decent, quote-unquote, cops are leaving, they're having to just hire somebody to fill a quota. They just need a warm body to go out there on a call. So are they actually getting the best of the best? Absolutely not. They're having to scrape the bottom of the barrel. This is why these five men sounded like straight-up gang-banging-ass thugs as they were beating that young man because they weren't really trained. These are people that they're just having to hire because there's not a lot of choices. A lot of people, you know, talk all this shit about the police, 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 police. Well, do you want to be a police officer? Do you want to be the, the, the change? Do you want to spark the change? Because I don't. I'm just keeping it real. I'm not interested, never been interested in being a police officer. I respect what they do. I know it's a lot of hard work. It's not easy, and especially when the public, the majority of the public hates you. I can only imagine how it is to be a police officer in this day and age. There's a lack of respect for authority all over. I don't care if it's police. I don't care if it's teachers. There's a lack of respect for authority or authority figures. So I can only imagine what these cops are going through, but I want people to understand this is what's going on currently. So if you think that this situation is rare, this is happening all over the nation. I want y'all to watch this video.
3: The valiant work of the police. From big cities to small towns, law enforcement agencies across the country are in a bidding war for new officers, offering bonuses and perks, trying to recruit the next generation of police officers as many lifelong first responders leave the profession in droves. It's leading to significant shortages impacting cities that are already dealing with increases in violent crime. ABC's Joe O'Brien looks into why so many officers are walking away from the job.
4: All Anthony Carapucci ever wanted to be was a cop. An Afghanistan war veteran, the son of two police officers, public service felt like his calling. Policing is essentially really all I know. You know, I, I love the job. But in September, after almost a decade with the Philadelphia Police Department, he quit. Thank you for doing this. I'm and so called us after turning in his gun and badge, feeling burnt out. It was... um. Kind of heartbreaking in a sense, I'm not going to lie, you know, because it's really everything that I knew, everything that I loved. Yes, it's a good job. It's an honorable job, but it's almost not worth it. Philadelphia, like other major American cities, is seeing an exodus of police officers. Los Angeles is down at least 500 cops. New Orleans, more than 300 officers short from a few years ago. And in Wisconsin this year, the entire state reached a record low for police officers. But in the city of Brotherly Love, Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw is facing a shortage of 600 officers, roughly 10 percent of the force's full strength, nearly the same number of cops out on disability. How long until your staffing levels are
2: critical? It's critical now. It's already critical uh, was critical a year ago.
4: Bracing for a crushing wave of upcoming officer retirements, a city report also found Outlaw's team needs to triple its recruitment over the next three years to avoid even worse shortages.
2: You can only eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? We're gonna be realistic about that. And in order, when look, look at those numbers. That took time to get here.
4: It sounds like you're saying that your numbers of officers, the shortages you face, are gonna get worse before they get better. I think so. You've had homicides right in this neighborhood. Right in the times. corner, right the corner, yeah. Jamal Johnson, an anti-violence activist, told us he went from protesting police brutality a few years ago to pleading for more cops on the streets to stop the current surge of violence. Philadelphia saw a record-breaking 562 homicides last year. Upwards of 460 people murdered so far this year at this intersection johnson walked us to one man was shot 16 times in october we've been out here for half hour haven't seen a single police officer right it's not unusual that's common it's not unusual there used to be a police car locals told us frequently parked right out front of nuvo's hair salon but it hasn't been there for months what was the last time you saw a police officer out here Last year. And inside, Kenitra Scott and Taylon Botino right, say that's when this intersection turned its most dangerous. When the police were removed from parking out front here, is that when the killing started to pick up on that corner?
0: Yes, because since last year, all the killing started through the summer till now.
4: Outlaw says her department is still responding quickly to priority calls like murders and shootings. But patrolling and proactive policing, stopping crimes before they occur, are often some of the first tasks put on pause when a department's ranks dip. It seems like you're leading a department that's just getting burned out.
2: I think many of us are, many of us are. Across and the country. Across the country. This is not unique to Philadelphia. A
4: recent survey of law enforcement leaders found over half of agencies in the U.S. have fewer officers than they did four or five years ago. And nearly three out of every four departments warned their number of new applicants dropped off significantly over that same period. In Virginia. Batman, come out now, you're to get bit. At the Fairfax County yes. Criminal Justice Academy. Oh boy, buddy. Their numbers have been in steady decline for years.
2: In 2018, our average class size was in the 50s. Mm. Uh, Now our average class size starts in the 30s.
6: This police department's been around since 1940, and it's never had the vacancy rate that that we have now, in spite of us doing more on the recruiting and retention than we've ever done before.
4: Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis says exit interviews show officers are leaving because they're not feeling valued and think they can find better opportunities elsewhere.
6: They're going into IT. They're going into sales. They're, they're teaching. We've even had a f-
4: personal leave to go be a farmer. Many cops across the country now forced to work punishing mandatory overtime to make up for big shortages and some discouraged by how they're treated, including hearing phrases like defund the police. I know
6: that the sentiment behind defund the police is police better and police better, particularly in black and brown communities. A 24-year-old cop, who hasn't lived very long, sees that phrase as a uh, anti-police rhetoric. And, and it makes them feel a certain way and it doesn't make them feel very good.
4: There are those that would say law enforcement's undermined its, its own credibility. What's your response to that?
2: But those are the same people that will call 911 and will file a complaint if we don't get there quickly enough.
4: But in this great resignation where millions, including cops, are leaving lifelong jobs, the clock is ticking. Does he pose a threat? To convince millennials and even Gen Z that police work is worth it. Examine your
5: heart.
6: Do you want to serve? Do you want to make your... Community better and your family safer and your neighbors safer and your friends safer.
4: In Fairfax, because their applicant pool is smaller, the academy is now focused on outreach to the most dedicated of potential recruits, like Mitra Mtiazian. She drives three hours both ways every day to attend
3: this academy. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you.
4: Inspired by the call to serve.
3: I couldn't see myself doing anything else.
4: But back in Philadelphia. I can't imagine being more
5: worried about law enforcement than I am right now.
4: John Hoyt with the city's police union says the sons and daughters of cops, many of whom used to jump at the chance to enter the family business, now are
5: not. The problem is, Those mothers and fathers that are current police officers or retired are saying, don't go into the business.
4: Right now, Commissioner Outlaw's task, she believes, is to convince the Philadelphia community that policing is still a trusted profession, under pressure to grow her ranks before too many cops leave for good.
2: I've always been optimistic. Law enforcement has been around for how many years now? I mean, if-
4: And you don't think it's going anywhere?
2: No, no.
0: All right. So you guys just watch that clip. So I think going forward, what may happen is that they're either going to sit around, hope and pray that they get better people um, who really want to do the job and do the job the right way, or they're going to start implementing RoboCops. And I know I sound crazy and, you know, oh, here she goes again with the IT conspiracies. But Remember, even in the movie RoboCop, they even said the future of policing. I think in a minute, we're already seeing already seeing robot police dogs out here. We've seen videos of those robo dogs in China being trained and they're doing push-ups and all types of shit. I think in a minute they're going to start, you know, automating the police department. So then if things like this happen and somebody gets hurt, we can blame the RoboCop. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this is going to happen in the next year, but in the future, because of the shortages, you know, officers retiring, quitting, there's going to be more automation on the police force. There is a new member of the uh, New York City Police Force, a high tech robo dog, and not everybody's happy with it. As
1: Stephen Fabian reports, some people say it should not be used to fight crime.
5: A police robo dog is sparking a major controversy today. The machine was deployed by NYPD at the scene of a suspected hostage taking in Manhattan. I've never
3: seen nothing like this before in my life.
5: Cops say the robo dog can save lives by scoping out a crime scene without exposing officers to danger. But critics are calling the robo dog creepy and even terrifying. What was the reaction from the tenants from the fact that this dog was used here?
3: Disbelief, shock, curiosity. I was horrified. Some people were horrified. Um, and some kids went up like to pet it, because they're kids and they think it's a cute dog.
5: Some are comparing RoboDog to an episode of Netflix's sci-fi series Black Mirror, in which robot dogs turn on humans. A local congressman had this to say. Money. They got military gear, and now they got robot dogs in the streets further oppressing us, we're robots now. New York City's police commissioner defended the robot today. It's
1: important to say that we did not purchase this. Uh, We have current technology such as robots. This is another option that we're, we're in the evaluation phase and we'll go from there. This is
5: a promotional video for the machine, which is called DigiDog by its maker, Boston Dynamics. Check out how strong they are. A team of robo-dogs pulls a huge truck. I've never seen nothing like this before in my life.
6: Robots may soon be taking over our roads, making traffic stops. SRI International, a nonprofit research institute, has developed a prototype of a robotic system designed to make traffic stops safer. Every year, millions of drivers are pulled over and thousands of motorists and police officers are hurt. Some are killed. Ruben Brewer... A senior robotics research engineer at the Institute, who started work on the prototype in his garage, said, with such dangerous interactions between people, maybe it's time to send a robot in between them, one that can't hurt or be hurt. This police robot allows officers to interact with the driver from their car and even deploy spikes to prevent the driver from speeding away. The robot is equipped with a camera, microphone, and a printer that dispenses the ticket. According to the Institute, The next generation prototype will feature stowing at the front of the car, access to both driver and passenger windows, and will have the ability to be operated from outside the police car via a mobile app.
0: They are trying to replace people. And the police force will be affected as well. And um, it's frightening to think about, but I don't know what else is the solution. Because you have so many people taking advantage of their position and thinking that their position allows them the power to abuse and kill people. This man never went to court. He wasn't even issued a ticket or a citation. He was simply pulled over, and it resulted in him dying three days later. And that to me is not only frightening, it's ridiculous, it's disgusting. And I hope these cops get everything that's coming to them. But like I said, I want to hit up all these different nuances because I definitely find it very interesting that when it is black police officers, oh, they're treated very differently than when it's white police officers in the same situation. So a lot of these black cops better understand that they're black first and Blue Lives Matter is not running to your defense. Do the right thing. I don't care what race you are. Black, white, Asian, Latino, do the right thing when it comes to policing. Treat that person as if it was your own brother, sister, mother, father. The same way you want to make it home to your children, we do too. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good Sunday. Feel free to leave a comment on YouTube. Half of this will be posted over there. Let me know your thoughts. Talk to you guys later. Deuces.